This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Back in on 610 Sports Radio and Out of Bounds, Nick Price, Dusty Likens. Thanks for listening as we are live and local every Saturday on 610 Sports Radio. Coming up next, Chris Unicero, Jillian Carroll, and Julio Sanchez branded as the sexiest trio in sports radio. But now, from the show on Netflix, part two of the Independence Community College Pirates, Jason Brown and I sat down and had a conversation via phone call, and he had uh, plenty to say when it comes to the Chiefs, Mahomes, Andy Reid, Eric Bieniemy, Dan Sorensen, Orlando Skandrick, and this year for the Chiefs. Coach Brown, how are you doing today? I'm good. Thanks for having me, man. Hey, no problem, man. Pretty popular guy these days. Saw you on... Uh... Jason Whitlock show, looking pretty good. Blazer on, nice smile. How's things been uh, since the airing of Last Chance You? Ah, uh, it's been crazy, just like last year. Probably crazier now with all the, uh, you know, how I ruffle feathers on, on my way out of places, I guess, so so to speak. But besides that, it's been it's been good. It's been a fun ride. So yesterday, I want to get into local Kansas City talk because I know that uh, there was a stint at one point where you were with the Kansas City Chiefs and you played at uh, um, at Fort Hayes, I believe. What is it um, this year that would make a lot of people think the Chiefs are favorites when it comes to winning the Super Bowl this year? I would think that Andy Reid would just get over the hump, man. That's what I would think. I love Andy to death, man. He's a California native like I am. And, you know, I think hopefully Andy gets over the over the hump, man. Coach Reid, I think he's a hell of a coach. I think he's a top three guy in the NFL. And been that way. It's just quarterback play hurt him in the playoffs previously. And I think, uh, I think Mahomes is a rookie. I mean, shoot, couldn't ask for much more than that. I think they just got outscored uh, at the end of the day in, in the playoffs last year. Or they probably would have been uh, probably would have been playing the Super Bowl against the Rams in a repeat shootout game. So I think if their defense secondary is probably the biggest thing. One of my former, I got two kids that played in the secondary: Daniel Sorensen and Orlando Skandrick. So, so I, you know, I think they they got a shot at doing having a great season. I just don't I don't think uh, anybody can beat them in that conference. But then they got to get by those Belichick no Patriots. What is it about Patrick Mahomes that makes him a once in a generational type quarterback? You know what? It's I think it's a lot of I think it's scheme and the players he has around him. Tyreek Hill's pretty good, and so is the, the tight end. And I mean, he's got a pretty special O line. He gets rid of the, getting the ball out of his hands quick, predicated on putting guys on finding the mismatch, the weak link, and putting their the quicker slot on a heavier backer type of deal, kind of similar to what we do offensively. So I think that's half his battle. Um, you know, I, I still am curious to see what he does as a, a lot of people have sophomore slumps, man. I mean, even though this is his third year, it's really a second playing because the NFL guys, they will scheme you and they will figure you out. I think it'll be interesting to watch his growth this year. And, and, and if he does it again, then you know he's for real and, and he's he's going to be here a long time, but uh, or equal. It won't be the same as last year. I can tell you that right now. But is it going to be consistently solid? And that's all you look for in your in your second year starting in the in the, in the league. 
So Dan Sorensen, you said, was a former teammate of yours. His nickname in Kansas City is Dirty Dan. Does that fit him perfectly? Yeah, he was a, he was nasty, man. He hit you and wouldn't talk really much about it besides with his helmet. So it was, uh, it was good to watch. What's this year for the Kansas City Chiefs going to give Andy Reid to get to that level of the Super Bowl and actually get that title for the first one in his life? You know, like I said, quarterbacks win, win your games and they lose your games. And I think Mahomes has what we call the it factor at that position. Where I love, I like Alex Smith, man. I think he's solid as a gift, but he's got like that Tony Romo disease, man. He struggles in the playoffs, and you know you don't have that it factor to get over the hump. It just it hurts you. You know, it's just one of those things. You got to have an it factor, man. And uh, I think Mahomes has it. I just think uh, the defense has to show up because defense was what wins. I mean, look at the Rams' offense, and then Belichick signing them, and you know you're in a what was it nine six ball game or whatever it was in the Super Bowl defense wins championships man offense wins games that's just the old antics and that's what people that's the truth in that le- at that level I'm sure they'll be top two or three in the league in offense again like normal and uh, Coach Reed does what he does uh, a childhood friend Eric Bieniemy has also been coached there for a long time we all grew up in the same area me him Darian Hagan who they played at Colorado together but he's he's a young bright star in the NFL too I'm sure he'll get a job here shortly somewhere uh, his own job. We'll see if they can get over the hump defensively. That's all. I, that's all I think is missing. People criticize you for your coaching style because they see eight hours of seventy thousand plus hours being filmed. Why do you think that that's the narrative that they go after? Is it because that's what sells on Netflix? Is the cursing and the hard language and stuff like that? Because it seems like in the show that you'd have a lot of community barbecues, and it seemed like there's a lot of people there that kind of were okay with Jason Brown, but of course the show airs, they see only eight hours of edited audio, and they basically judge you on that. How does that kind of like get you through the day, or how does it kind of make you feel when you when you see those reactions? You know, people people are going to always judge you, man. It is what it is. It's the shoes I chose to wear. You know, I got broad shoulders. I'm fine with it. I, I accepted it. I have no issue. I, like I told people, man, it turns me on when I'm hated on, man. Uh, to be honest with you, I'm taking somebody out of there. The guy that sells donuts at Dunkin' Donuts, man, has to stop selling them for a minute to hate on me on Twitter like the keyboard cowards they are. You know what I mean? So I, 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 I enjoy it be honest i know what i do personally so that's what allows me to sleep at night i know what i do right by the kids and you've seen a lot of kids come forth to social media and defend me and so forth like that because so you know you've seen me getting bashed online by my players now you can harp at me and say okay this guy is what they thought he was you know but but that is not the case because they don't really see what we do off the camera and i've been doing this my whole career man and, and you can find players from 20 years ago, that's going to tell you the same thing. You know, the number one thing for me in junior college was to get kids graduated. We did that at an accelerated rate, better than anybody in the country. And then uh, number two was make sure they, they got a scholarship. And we did that better than anybody at an accelerated rate. So those are the most two important things to me. And, and winning ball games usually when you did right, uh, six days out the week, the seventh day took care of itself, which is game day. In the first two years, you know, I lost four ball games, And then in the last year, six days out the week, our kids didn't do right. Either did the staff. And we ended up losing eight games. Junior college is very tough year in and year out because it's musical chairs. It's a, it's a, it's a million moving parts. And you have two kids every year. And it's 18 months to, to try to shape a boy into a man. And a lot of people don't understand that. A broken boy and turning him into a man. And that's, that's more, that's really the correct 
word to use, broken. But that's what I chose to do. That's what I love to do. Help those guys out and uh, and, and you know mold them into young men, young men, man. That's uh, going to be good in the community somewhere, someone's town when they leave their college and they get their degree. 221 kids I sent Division One, man, and uh, not one kid's been kicked out of the four-year school that they attended or or, get, or or been thrown in jail. So that's what makes me sleep at night. So, you know, that's what I want. That's what I want them to do because we're going to make it harder, man, because I, I, want to, I want to develop tough skin for these guys. So, so when somebody calls them out at their job in 10 years, they don't punch them in the face and get fired. They understand that the real world is going to hit them in the face, man, very, very quickly, and they need to know how to be on time. They need to know how to sit in the front, how to dress. We, we taught those things at Independence, sagging pants and saying N-words and calling girls B-words. That, that didn't fly with me. You know, I make them raise their hand every meeting. I say, you guys have a mama, and they raise their hand if they have one. I said, then I better never hear the word B come out your mouth regarding a female. You know, little things like that that I don't think being taught enough by enough coaches. I think most coaches we, we see that you see that you don't even realize are scared of these kids and want to be their friends, and they don't want to tell them the harsh realities of life that's about to hit them in the mouth. And that's what I do, and people hate on me for it. So so be it. The kids know. Um just so you know, we sent two kids to one to Cal last year and one to Vanderbilt. Tell me another JUCO that sent a kid to Vanderbilt and Cal, academic schools like that. They don't happen. It hasn't happened. Number one, that that's the that's the part that that makes me uh, tick. I really got rubbed wrong by Jeff Sims, and I know that there's a history there between you two. But the fact that he just kept saying, "Let's not be them, let's not do that," and then he basically started that whole altercation by acting out of character. You know, why doesn't he get scrutiny for that? Man, I don't know, man. I, I guess I'm the guy they love to hate right now, I guess. I don't know. You don't even understand. No, man. You, I, can't even, I can't even start to tell you the difference in coaches in that league when, when we played them last year. Like, after one year of the show and we beat everybody, then we come the next, the next last season that was this film, the one you just watched season four, you should have seen the opposing coaches, man. It was like, it was unbelievable. Just trying to shake hands. They were just like talking crap. Like they were the, the biggest thing since sliced bread. And I'm just laughing at them like, you guys are a joke. Yeah, you know, you guys are truly horrible, one. Two, we had a horrible nucleus, the most talent, but a bad nucleus. That's why we lost every game by one point that near. So it's just one of those things that we were missing one thing. I told our players, we don't deserve to win because we weren't doing right six days out the week. Uh, we had kids grilling at Walmart and uh, smoking weed. And, uh, you know, I cut 36 kids and fired seven coaches during the season. They don't really show a lot of that, but um, it was a bad, bad batch, man. You know, one bad apple ruins the whole batch. We had a lot of that. Uh, the sim situation, I mean, maybe you couldn't handle the cameras, man. Everybody wanted fame. I'm sure coaches were trying to use the cameras to recruit for their own school, and they had their own ulterior motives. You just never know what people are thinking, man. But but everybody, you know, I had coaches I fired trying to use their fame by bashing me on Twitter. And everybody wanted to increase their followers, so to speak, which is just crazy to me. I, so I, it's just one of those deals, man. It's, everybody wants to be famous nowadays. And, and that's why, you know, my whole thing happened with the, the kids putting my text messages out there. I mean, that, it's just the, the generation change, man. The, 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 the culture changed and you know, I don't know if, if, if I've adopted it or, or if I've adapted to it. Um, and I always said if I, if I don't adapt to these kids, I better find something else to do. So we'll see what I end up doing, man. I don't know what I'm going to do next. I don't know what's next for me. I'm um, seeing how the book's going to do. I'm going to do a book tour. The book's number one 
bestseller right now on Amazon, and so I appreciate it to all the fans. It, it's doing a great, it's doing great, man. It's exceeding their expectations and getting something out of it. And that goes from business owners to general populated people, not just football coaches. So everybody alike can get something out of it, I think. Yeah, the book called uh, Hate Me Now, Love Me Later, I mean, that is, a, is that just you in a nutshell right there? Is that how it normally goes in the life of Jason Brown? Yeah, I think so, man. I think that's pretty much the, the best title I could have came up with, for, so to speak. So me in a nutshell, get, getting kids scholarships, I'll cut them out and get them a scholarship and they can love me later at the end of the day if that's what it takes. Think about this. I got a guy that's up for the Dope a Walker Award, and I got a guy up for the Jim Thorpe Award. DJ Williams at Utah State and Raheem Boyd at Arkansas. I mean, those are probably going to be two NFL guys. We'll probably have 10 to 15 NFL guys drafted after two years of the show, which will never be matched again. And uh, think about that, that talent there. So Jermaine Johnson at Georgia is going to have a chance to compete as a true junior right out of junior college because he's been there since January. He knows the climate. He knows how the weight room works. He knows how study hall works. He knows how the classroom setting is. Sometimes, man, it's, it's uh, you know, it, you run your course at certain places and all good things come to an end. Have you had any confirmation with uh, Bobby Bruce or Marquise King? I'm going to ask you real quick if you had any contacts with them at all. I talked to Bobby briefly trying to get his transcripts and stuff out of Independence. He had a kid and so forth, but I haven't talked to Bobby. And uh, who else? Uh, the receiver, King. Do you know anything about what he's doing these days or anything? Oh, Marquise King from this show? No, nah, I haven't talked to Marquise. He's, on, he's the only kid in the three years I was there that had that didn't graduate like he was supposed to. When I left there in February, he was still in spring uh, taking classes, so I don't, I, I don't know anything about what he ended up doing. Talking with Jason Brown, the coach from Last Chance U. Jason, thanks for joining us. Before you get out of here, you had a, you had a lot of women reach out to you. Did you, ever, uh, did you ever go on any dates or anything like that, or you just stay solo Joe? No, nah, that was over <laughs> a year ago, man. Yeah, that that uh, whole single bachelor thing, that, I didn't even know I said it on camera, man. Uh, coach Harris, I think, made me say that when I was cooking dinner one night, but I think Greg Whiteley wanted to hear me say that. But no, nah, man, I didn't, I, didn't, I didn't really take anyone up on any offers, man. I was a little too busy. All right, Coach Jason Brown, I know you live your life with no regrets, and I, I thank you for joining our show today on Out of Bounds on 610 Sports Radio in Kansas City. Coach Brown, take care, man. All right, brother, take care. Take care. Coach Brown from Last Chance U, a lot of controversial things going around with him. Um, what's next for him, I don't know. But apparently he's not going to change, so you have that moving forward. But as for everything moving forward from here, it's a small sample size, but it's the only sample we have. Out of Bounds with Dusty Likens and Nick Price, 610 Sports Radio. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law.